4: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's a big day. Big show. Come on in. Stay a while. Whispers, rumors, sources close to me tell me. Smokescreens, and then is a smokescreen a smokescreen? Yes, it's draft night. 877 3DP Show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Daniel Jeremiah, one of the more respected analysts covering the draft, covering the NFL, one of our favorites. He will join us a little bit later on. Alan Iverson will join us. Been a while Whoa. since AI was on the show. Bubba Chuck, he will join us a little bit later on. Final hour of the program. Uh, you're Uh, involvement can uh, come in different ways. You can dial us up, email, tweet, all the above. Say good morning to our streaming partner, Peacock. Download the app. You can watch for free. And we say hello to our radio affiliates, Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio, and uh, Premier Radio. Thank you for carrying this program. Tonight, 76ers, Raptors, Doc Rivers, already a little sensitive. And uh, they haven't been eliminated yet and blown a 3-0 lead. We'll hear from Doc Rivers coming up. Suns in New Orleans trying to close out the Pelicans, Mavericks, and the Jazz. Bucks close out the Bulls. Warriors close out the Nuggets. The draft tonight, the Jaguars are on the clock. And the Cardinals quietly picked up the fifth-year option on Kyler Murray. That doesn't mean much to me. They were going to do this. Felt like they're just kicking the can down the road a little bit. I guess if he wanted to hold out, he could. But it felt like, hey, let's buy ourselves some time here. And we'll pick up the fifth-year option on Kyler Murray. What's the poll question we're looking at today, Seaton?
6: We got a couple options here for you, Dan. All right. Uh, This is actually a holdover from yesterday that we never got to. I'd rather attend the NFL draft in Las Vegas, the greatest city, the greatest arena on earth, Mm -hmm. or uh, the Super Bowl in a cold weather city. The NFL draft in Las Vegas or a Super Bowl in a cold weather city?
5: I think I think I'd rather go to the draft in Las Vegas. Look, you know what? I thought. Okay, let's say Detroit for the Super Bowl, Indianapolis for the Super Bowl, Minnesota Super Bowl. Although those cities did a really good job, they at- were great. Yes, and you get to go to the game. But Vegas is a whole weekend, so I get I get Thursday, Friday, Saturday if I'm still alive, and then I get to leave. <laughs> Can on- you survive a yeah. draft weekend in? <laughs> Let's see. I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> but um, hmm. Well, I guess you know. I mean, there's nothing like going to see the Super Bowl. I get that, but if you're going for a different type of experience, then going to the draft, I think, Fritzy, what the hell do you have on today?
2: I'm wearing my John Elway jersey and my Broncos country hat and Broncos sweatpants.
5: And those They're are like pajama pants. Pajamas, yeah. and you have sweatpants on.
2: And I have yeah, I have like navy blue. Sweatbands on. Wristbands. Just getting in the mood for NFL draft, even though Denver has Denver, no picks. Denver doesn't have I know. a first-round pick. I know, but I just I get excited. I see everybody gets all dressed up in their favorite team colors and everything and scream and yell.
5: Do me a favor. Do not get excited with those pants on, okay? <laughs> that yes. would be a problem. Yes, wow. it would be.
7: They're very thin material. Yes, wow. yes
5: they are.
6: Uh,
5: wow. <laughs>
6: what else do we have, Seton? I don't have anything anymore. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> it. Got nothing left. <laughs> I have to leave. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have, uh, here's one for Paul. Who should be traded tonight? Oh. Baker, Debo, Jordan Love?
5: Yeah, Paulie has a, um, he had a thought on this. That if you're, let's say, second round, third round, and you didn't get the quarterback you wanted up higher, that maybe you reach out to the Packers and say, I don't know, third round pick for Jordan Love? Second round pick for Jordan Love? Would he be a better player to get than drafting somebody like Matt Corral? Yeah.
8: So like the Seattle Seahawks, because of that trade with Russ, they have um, the 40th and 41st pick in the draft. That's pretty high second round picks. Why don't you take one of those, give a call to Green Bay, get Jordan Love, who was a first round pick at a value. You don't have to pay any of his signing bonus. You get him basically for two years for not very much money. And if you're Green Bay, are you just going to hold this guy and let him walk away someday when Aaron Rodgers plays two more years?
5: Yeah, I understand the philosophy. I'd I'd be curious what kind of grades these teams still have on Jordan Love. But if you're going to draft a quarterback to sit behind a quarterback, you you could trade for Jordan Love, who's already sat two years behind Aaron Rodgers. I get it. I don't know what he would cost you. And I don't know if Green Bay goes, no, we got too much time invested in him that we want to keep him. And he's cheap as a backup quarterback. Although... You know, it's first-round money that you're giving him, but you know it's going to be strange. His his con- contract's going to be up probably by the time Aaron Rodgers decides to retire, and then what are you going to do? You're going to sign him up to that next contract, and he hasn't even played for you. Baker, I don't think is traded tonight. Um, I I'm guessing after, and it might be after Saturday that all of a sudden these teams go, okay, where do we stand on that position? And then maybe, you know, he's traded. Debo, I don't, I I just can't imagine they're going to trade him. I know he might be unhappy, but I would would try to figure out how to make him happy. He probably is talking about relocating, wants to be closer to home in South Carolina. I understand that. If that's the case, then I'd reach out to the Falcons uh, and say, hey, Uh, Debo Samuel is going to be available. And uh, what would you give us? They have what the fourth overall pick. What are the, what are the Falcons? They have a pretty high pick there. And I think they're looking at a wide receiver as well. I was also told this last night, if anybody jumps up that they're going after wide receivers, that you're probably not have anybody. Very few teams would be trading up unless they're going to trade up to get a wide receiver. There's going to be a run on wide receivers. And it might be one right after another. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, that might be your sweet spot for these wide receivers. Just something to keep an eye on. But, you know, there there's no general consensus this year of the top prospects. There's no Miles Garrett. There's no Trevor Lawrence there. There's a lot of uncertainty. And plus, you know, the most coveted positions, usually the quarterback, we know who's the best quarterback the wide receiver we know who the best wide receiver corner edge rusher sauce Gardner is great and i thought he was going to be a top 10 maybe a top five pick now Derek stingley coming out of nowhere there are whispers right now detroit not going to take him houston could take him at number three so That this is what happens. You know, now you start to get the smoke clears a little bit. Now you start to hear what teams, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, Uh, Detroit may take him at number two overall. They haven't even talked about him. And now they may take him, the uh, uh, defensive lineman out of Oregon. By the way, I saw an interview with him yesterday on the mothership. He's got personality and then some. He was entertaining. And that doesn't mean you're going to be a great player. (laughs) Johnny Manziel had a decent personality, too. But Kayvon Thibodeau looks like, sounds like, he's ready for this. But is he going to go to Detroit second overall? And also, you'll get a coach who wants something, a GM who wants something. And then, in some cases, like the Browns or the Cowboys, the owner wants something. And that's when they screw things up. But trying to accurately predict a mock draft, good luck. Because there is uncertainty. There's not there's not marquee names, but there is that sort of wonder. I mean, this is spring training for uh, football fans. Like, we got a chance, you know? the The sun is out. We got a chance. The bad teams are relevant. You know, Detroit's on the clock. Jacksonville's on the clock. Texans on the clock. Hey, all right, you know? Not realizing that there's a reason why you're up there at the top. <laughs> Every year. You're not very good. Yes, Marv.
8: My favorite part about the draft is when the team announces who they drafted and they don't know who it is, but they've heard good things. And they're like, oh, oh okay. All right.
7: All right. They're five each other. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah.
8: Yeah, it's pulling. I was watching back to that uh, draft 30 for 30, the eighty-three draft. Was it uh, from Elway to Marino? Yeah. And I, Paul, uh, Pete Rozelle was the commissioner at the time. Yeah. He had an unbelievable ability to deliver the draft pick in a way that built tension. It was like Ryan Seacrest. He goes, with the 13th pick, the New England Pagers take quarterback Tony, Tony Eason <laughs> out of Illinois. He did a purposeful yes. pause, and I, yes. I really think he was like a showman. And I, I don't know if our commissioner does that now, but like it, it's really interesting when there's that, just that hair of the pause where you're like,
5: what's going to happen next? That was the first draft I covered. That's in New York, right? Yes, but it didn't have anywhere near the—that was the Marriott Marquee. There, There was no fanfare. I just remember that— You go to it, and then they announce the name. I don't even know how many players were there at the time. It was just completely different, and that's, you know, the greatest quarterback draft of all time. Uh, Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. And this program brought to you by Discover. Use Discover to earn 5% cash back at gas stations and Target now through June and up to $1,500 in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com slash rewards. Limitations apply. Yes, Paul. I have a fun game for you. I wasn't going to bring this up. Oh, but I love playing games.
8: I'm going to give you a draft profile, okay. and you can have to name the player. Okay. It's not a player like in round eight or whatever. Okay. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm joking, but like it's not an obscure player. Um. Blank is a notch below elite in terms of physical traits, but his preparation, attention to detail, and relentless motor make him special. Aiden Hutchinson. Aiden Hutchinson of <laughs> Michigan.
6: you're yeah. a relentless motor guy right there. Yeah. Relentless motor. Yeah. Relentless. Yeah. relentless. So you gotta be a white guy. Well, his his motor's not
8: high, it's relentless. So we don't know where if it's high or low, but it is, it never stops.
6: Which is also known as the J.J. Watt motor. Ooh.
5: Relentless. Okay, here's a Ooh. bonus question. You know, some car companies should come out with a motor. Like, let's say Aiden Hutchinson goes to Detroit. Oh. You should have... Car Town. You should be able to... Yeah, you should be able to get... Could I get the Hutchinson in there? Like, the high motor in there? Yeah, we can do that. The shady trail we, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, With the high motor. Yeah. Zach that, that got the Hemi? Yeah, the, I'd like to have that in there. Yeah, the Hutchinson. Yes, Marv.
7: Is he a good-ass dude all, also?
5: <laughs> of course <laughs> he is. Like, all, yeah. we're some
7: good-ass dudes. Yes, but yeah. here...
5: Yeah. Kayvon Thibodeau looks like he's got a pretty high motor. I'm just saying. But... Usually you don't get that compliment. Uh, Yes, yes. Bonus question. Okay.
8: The uh, the player comp for Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. It's not too far down in the depth chart. He retired maybe four or five years ago, but is a you know it was some defensive end. The player comp for Aiden Hutchinson, Marvin, Jared Allen. Jared Allen is correct. Ding ding ding
5: ding 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 ding.
8: Extremely
5: white guy. I like that. Marvelous. (laughs) Who had a high
7: motor. It wasn't going to be Jadavion J- 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 Clowney.
5: No, it wouldn't no. be that. No, good. no, no, no. It can't be. Or
7: anybody, Mario Williams, or any other black. I,
5: I do still love when they make the <laughs> announcements. You get these guys who go to the draft, and they're so excited. They, you know, they're just excited to be on TV. And I, I remember always seeing the Eagles and the Jets fans, and they'd be there. You know, when Donovan McNabb was taken, and they were like, "What? No, you could, we we wanted Ricky Williams," and it turned out they got the right pick. But when you draft an offensive lineman from Iowa and then you, you make it sound like, yes, that's the final piece, yes, and you're going, you have no idea who this Center, is.
8: Center Alex Mack of California.
5: Yes! Let's
7: go! Alex! Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> snap that yes. ball! Yes,
5: snap it! Yeah, here we go! Here we go!
7: <laughs> oh.
8: The center quarterback exchange is gonna be awesome this year. Yeah, I love it. Oh
5: <laughs> no false starts No no no. <laughs> yeah. But watch those guys tonight. They're gonna to be there and they're be like, yeah, you know, the camera will be on them. Number one! Yeah. <laughs> Number one! <laughs> guys dressed like Fritzy there. Yeah, Paul. There was a
8: draft maybe two or three years ago where in the third round. Now, next uh, draft pick, punter. And the whole place goes berserk. I think his name was like Brian Anger or something. Anger or or with the Colts or something. (laughs) But when you heard punter, the whole place went berserk.
5: yeah. Oh, God. It is fun. Like, if you can can attend one draft, like, you should just do it. If you get the opportunity, do it. Just, you know, you see a lot of old, you know, it's throwback. A lot of old jerseys in there. Some seasoned vets in there, fans. Oh, it's good stuff. Uh,
8: How many Trey Pinkston jerseys can you find at the Philadelphia draft? Let's go. Trey Pinkston. <laughs> He's a wide receiver for the Eagles, right? Nickname? Was that his nickname? No,
5: no. He had no. That wasn't his Pinkston, though. Yeah. The skinny guy. Yes. It was like number eighteen, number sixteen, something like that. What's, you, what's Pinkston's first name? Todd Pinkston. Todd Pinkston. That's what I meant. You, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It was Todd Pinkston
8: the third, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Trey. Yeah, we got. Oh, him. Let's go. Oh, yeah. let's go. we got Trey. Okay.
5: <laughs> His real name's Todd. Okay. One more call on Trey. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, boy.
8: You you would see the weirdest jerseys, like a Greg Lloyd jersey with a Steelers fan, yeah. and all those stuff. The, the scariest crowd though is when we were working at ESPN. We had to do every day of the draft with radio. the 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 people who were in the stands for the sixth and seventh round. It's like this sparse mishmash of guys and 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 it's really weird. Really
5: weird. And and some of those people look like they just slept there. Like they <laughs> right. you know it's like hey hey uh, the drafts round round 2 is over. But you'll get guys who have their, their uh, books
6: there, like they're following along. I got player <laughs> rankings. Yes, yeah, that's kind of like the people, like, uh, you know, 7 a.m., they're still at the uh, slot machine from yeah. the night before. That's kind of like six, round six or seven. Yeah. You're still in it. You're all right, getting the free drink still. Uh, let's take a break here. Uh, our good buddy Adam Lefko
5: from Bleacher Report TNT, he's at the draft. We'll get uh, some thoughts there on uh, what he thinks is going to happen. Also, he's a big hoops guy, so a few things talk to him about. 76ers, Raptors, Suns, Pelicans, Mavs, and the Jazz. Uh, Doc Rivers got a little defensive yesterday. We'll play portion of that press conference, and uh, we're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times, different ways. Now, if you've recently changed jobs, you're considering retirement. Probably thinking about your own version of success and uh, striving to reach your goals. And maybe it's time to start thinking about your investment portfolios, retirement accounts, because retirement's a big deal. Can't make mistakes. And you don't have to do it alone. For over 130 years, Stiefel's financial advisors have been helping clients like you create personalized retirement plans, understand the many options for claiming Social Security, implementing an investment portfolio designed around your needs. That's just the the, uh, start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views. That enables you to make informed decisions regarding how your uh, hard-earned wealth is going to be used, the strategy behind it. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at stiefel.com, S-T-I-F-E-L, stiefel.com, Stiefel, Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, Member SIPC and NYSE. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
0: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000.
10: Anyone can win. Relationships matter. And only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion.
0: Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: We'll settle on a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. All of that coming up. Here's something that's not going to be talked about today. Might be talked about a little bit later on, maybe next week. Chris Middleton will likely miss Milwaukee's second-round series against Boston. He's probably the least-known second option of a good playoff team. They won the championship. He's still not that well-known. But that's something that people probably won't talk about. But they will eventually because it could impact that series. Greatly with the Boston Celtics. By the way, Paulie came up with an idea. Actually, he came up with it yesterday. And I said, you got to vet this out a little bit. And he said, all right, we're working on the slam dunk contest, which I said, I don't care about slam dunk contest. Well, this is based off John Morant, And Paulie goes, now imagine this. If John Morant had a dunk and we got to judge the best, vote on the best dunk the entire year, and that's how you – that's how you crown the slam dunk contest winner. So Ja Morant is going to get a million dollars for that dunk, unless somebody has a better dunk. You let everybody vote on it, fan involvement, a million dollars, and then we get Dunkin' Donuts to sponsor it. And you could even have the D-U-N-K, and then the I could be somebody jumping. It
8: writes itself, Dan. And
5: I've already got it. Yeah, Paul.
8: And it could be called the Vince Carter Memorial Dunk in game dunk award or something, maybe not so wordy, mm. and a picture of Vince Carter dunking or Frederick Weiss as the trophy. Okay.
5: Let's bring in uh, Adam Lefko. He covers the NBA, TNT inside the NBA guest host, also covering the draft as well for Bleacher Report. Lefko, let me uh, start with that. Let me start with the season long dunk of the year award. and then, Yeah, I don't like it. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining. (laughs) Wait, Wait, why don't you like the dunk contest is actually a dunk in a contest called a game?
3: Because why are we trying to kill this thing so fast? Like we had one bad year where Cole Anthony took like 20 minutes to tie his shoes and suddenly it needs to be completely imploded and fixed. Yes. I will say I asked the commissioner, why don't we just give them like a million dollars? And he was like, that's not going to get it done. And I was like, he's like, people are worried now about embarrassment. Uh, and it does stink that we got guys like Anthony Edwards that are like, I'm never going to do the dunk contest. Yeah. But there has to be a way to incentivize, either through fear or intimidation. Yeah, but John Morant's not going to do
5: this, code Now I get John Morant in the dunk contest, even though he's not going to be in a contest, he just dunked in the game man this is an entire year oh my god did you see that is that the dunk of the year yeah but we still we
3: already asked that question damn like that happened last night they're like dunk of the year like paulie said that and i started thinking about uh anthony edwards dunk over that dude on the raptors and i was like "Ooh, it's pretty competitive house of highlights does this it's the moment of the year dunk of the year all that stuff i'm sorry that i came in raining on your parade i bet you guys were having a great morning we were uh yeah, I kind of messed that
5: up. Yeah, but I still don't like the idea. Okay, I love the idea. I do. You like bad ideas? That's why you were going to have me on as a guest. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Chris Middleton not playing is a big deal, Lefko. I think the Celtics are going to the to the finals. Okay. Um,
3: I got to sit right behind. Uh, where the media sits for game four and I'm watching Celtics Nets and I'm looking at the size of the Celtics and I'm watching Ime Udoka and I'm watching this dude have nonverbal communication with Marcus Smart from across the court. They're doing this and Smart's like, oh yeah. And then I'm looking at Steve Nash and he's looking at his assistants and it was a complete divide.
5: So he's doing hand signals to Marcus Smart where Steve Nash was not really communicating.
3: Dan, there was one part in the fourth quarter where Goran Dragic looked back at the bench and yelled something at Steve, like, I need to know what we're doing here. And Steve Nash looked at him blankly, and I love Steve Nash, and then looked at his assistants and then turned around and kind of put his hands up. And Goran Dragic kind of threw his hands like, I'll figure it out (laughs) myself. And then I'm watching the Celtics bench. Dan, every free throw, Emi Udoka has Derek White and Marcus Smart. Every, he, it looked like he had the chess move for every single play, but I'm looking at the Bucs team and I'm going, so you don't have Chris Middleton and you don't have P.J. Tucker like you did last year. Who's guarding Tatum? Like, yeah, Drew Holiday. Okay, then who's guarding smart? Uh, they're missing two of those huge middle pieces now that that's all the Celtics are. Are 6-7 versatile guys and, they, and the Bucks now don't have enough of them.
5: But I thought Kyrie and KD are the coaches. So why wasn't Goran Dragic looking to Kyrie and saying, "Kai, what are we doing down the stretch here?" it felt like Kyrie
3: and kd were like we're gonna figure this out on our own that's why it was so impressive to watch KD in person on monday night because it was just him going i'm gonna find a way to get to the basket but yeah no it look ime udoka was the lead assistant for the nets last year maybe he knew all the things <laughs> that they were planning to do anyway yeah. but the, the celtics beat the heck out of the nets every time they played this year and ime udoka i really think dan is going to be up for coach of the year for the next decade and it's a few reasons one the way that i see him patrol the sideline two his connection with players is unlike any coach that i've seen and three he's from the state of aquaibum in nigeria which is where my wife is from and they don't lose i mean he gets to coach the celtics she ends up with me
5: both big winners (laughs) You Huge. feel like a play-in game, though, for your wife.
3: There are times where I look over and I go, I am the Charlotte Hornets, and this is going to end poorly. Yeah, <laughs> Early exit, but boy, are they exciting. Yeah. Potential.
5: You got a lot oh. of potential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I just need to act on it. We'll be fine. Um, help me understand what Doc Rivers said yesterday. I'm, I'm going to play a portion of this, but he's defending – his past playoff exits. Here's Doc Rivers.
7: Well, it's easy to use me as an example, uh, but I wish I would tell the whole story with me, all right? Um, my Orlando team was the HC. No one gives me credit for getting up against the Pistons who won the title. That was an HC. Go look at that. I want you to go back and look at that roster. I, I dare you to go back and look at that roster, and you would say, what a hell of a coaching job. Really? I mean, um... The Clipper team that we lost 3-1. Chris Paul didn't play in the first two games and was playing on one leg. Um, And we didn't have home court. And then the last one, to me, is the one we blew. That's the one I said, we blew that. And it was in the bubble. And anything could happen in the bubble. There's no home court. Game seven would have been in L.A. You know, um... But it just happens. So I would say with me, some of them is we got, I got to do better always. Always take my own responsibility. Uh, and then some of it is circumstances happen. This
5: sounds like an exit interview. they sounds, sounds like to me, Dan, meme
3: fatigue. This is a man who has seen the memes. Oh, this is what Doc Rivers does. He loses 3-1. He loses 3 This is, again, the same time of the year where all year last year he was defending Ben Simmons and he was saying he's fine. He's our guy. And then right around this time of the year, he went, I don't know if you can win a championship. And all of that good stuff got forgotten. It's something about this time of the year where Doc just kind of lets it go. But it's it sounded like he had had enough. I am a top 15 coach of all time, according to that. Thing that came out earlier this year for top 15 coaches, top 75 players. Look at my
5: resume. I'm tired of the memes. Yeah, but Doc is beloved by the media. Is he? He got coach of the year for an Orlando team that went 41 and 41 that didn't even make the playoffs. I, I think yeah. he should be criticized even more than he's been criticized. Nobody has lost more 3-1 leads. He could lose a 3-0 lead. You know, there's there's a common denominator with all of this. We love Doc, but the results don't back up him. If he loses in this round, are the Lakers on the phone when the buzzer sounds that they lose to Toronto, and then they're going to bring Doc in to coach the Lakers? Mm. Right. What you
3: just did right there was a masterclass of radio hosting that you took one story and then you put the Lakers on it, which yes. is like inflates it yes. tenfold. Which I, I'm going to I'm going to put
5: the Cowboys in there, too. Somehow. If, you know
3: what? And if they can use some Yankees. Yes, uh, that would be awesome. And Tom um,
5: Brady. What's Tom Brady think of Doc Rivers blowing three one lead? I don't
3: I don't know if like how beloved Doc is. I also thought it was. Pretty disrespectful to Heydu Turkalo, Richard Lewis and dwight howard uh, and and that whole crew yeah, the Orlando
5: um, team I mean when he says, "Look at that awesome. roster, look at that roster." okay like that was one of the most fun teams
3: that i remember uh but the, also like the coach of the year like you were saying like we love them they're only 41. we had this weird fascination with coach of the year where we love to reward the coach that took a team from bad to average instead of a team from good to great yet we give a most improved player to john morant like that made no sense to me at all no offense john you're a great great dunk dunk of the year you should win a million dollars according to paul um but <laughs> i with doc i don't think doc gets any credit for the celtics championship really like i feel like it's oh that was a big three uh, you're right you know? you're right and so i don't feel like he gets the high end of praise but i actually think that he i think he's only remembered for this he's only remembered for blowing these leads and i also want to say i mean joel and b did tear a, a ligament in his thumb it's not like it's just a, co- a collapse because of bad coaching like Embiid's out there playing with one hand
5: yeah, I know, but guys have. Yeah, you said Chris Paul was on one leg. Chris Paul averaged like 21 points and 10 assists in that series. So he still played well. Hey, we lost in the bubble, but hey, in the bubble. Okay. Everybody was in the well, bubble.
3: See, Doc's not a clutch client. And that's why I'm thinking Mark Jackson could be the coach of the Lakers okay. because he's a clutch client.
5: Mm. We're talking to Adam Lefko. By the way, don't be bitter, be better. All right. Mm, that All was right. That's nice. Yeah. I just made that up. That sounds like a... That's a t-shirt. Really? Yeah. Don't be bitter. Be better. Adam Left That's like Shaq said to me one
3: time. I was like, Shaq, you know, you're a hater. And he goes, I'm too great to hate. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm too great to hate. I'm just great. And so what I say. And I was like, man, I'm put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. That's pretty good.
5: Adam Lefko, TNT, Inside the NBA guest host. And uh, also covering the draft for Bleacher Report. Give me... The draft prospect not being mentioned as a top 10 pick that will haunt GMs for years to come.
3: Okay, Dan, let me ask you a question. These last few drafts, all I ever hear about is position importance. Got to get your quarterbacks, got to get your tackles. But there's always a guy taken in the teens that when we do a redraft, we go, how did this guy fall? And it's always the same position. Oh, Aaron Donald goes 11, Fletcher Cox goes 14, Haloti Nada goes like 12 or 13. It's always the defensive tackle that nobody cares about. And then we look five years and they're dominating the league. How is Jordan Davis not being talked about more? How do we talk about a guy all year and say he is the biggest dude we've ever seen? He's got the fastest 40. He jumps the furthest. He's on the national championship. He's dominating offensive lines, but he can only play two downs. First of all, how many downs are there? There's three, right? So he's playing 66% of downs, which sounds pretty good to me. But two, you're telling me, I just watched Vita Vea also taken 14th in his draft, dominated D-line, and completely arrest defenses all year for the Bucks. I just, I, it just doesn't make sense to me sometimes when a dude jumps off as an athlete, he's dominant on the field. Everyone says he's a leader in the locker room, but the NFL is all about passing. I really like Kyle Shanahan's entire offense is built around the running game. And that's we call him the crown prince of offensive coordinators. I think that when we look back five years from now, all the teams that passed on Jordan Davis will regret it and it will be obvious.
5: All right. There's a hot take. All right. Well, uh, we'll record that play that back in five years. Nobody loves defensive tackles, nose tackles. Like I do. No one really, no one. Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton Uh, out of Oregon State. Oh, I loved him. I'd come uh, in, you know, you'd see these guys and I I would say to the Danettes, I go, God, this guy's unbelievable. And it'd be a Pac twelve game I'd be watching late at night, you know, and you'd go, Oh, Danny Shelton. What did he wear, number eight? Something like that, and I went. Danny Shelton is awesome. Browns draft him, and then you're like, eh, whatever happened to Danny Shelton? I don't know. Yeah, you know, but that's I not know. on him. That's on the team <laughs> that took him. So I'm I'm with you with these defensive. You know, we should be looking for the next Aaron Donald.
3: You don't know, tell you- me the games are one in the trenches. Yes, yes. and then completely ignore. Don't talk to it like Dan. You've talked to NFL players, and they're like, just watch the trenches. But then like. We're over here being like, you need a shutdown corner. And I'm like, or you could drop you could draft Jeff Akuda, like we just saw it, like like I don't know, man. Sometimes it just seems crazy.
5: Give me the name that you're struggling with that you might have to pronounce covering the Dude, NFL I draft. I was just,
3: I'm so nervous. So we're doing the NFL draft. Bleacher Report's going to be in the BR app tonight, and it's on YouTube. Me, Connor Rogers, Mike Feldon. and then we're going to be joined by Jason Kelsey, Richard Sherman to give uh, analysis, uh, Tory Holt, Amon St. Uh, Brown. I went online. It was like 2022 draft pronunciation guide. Let me just crank this all out in one spot, and it doesn't exist. And so it's not that there's a guy. All I'm hearing from draft people is there could be guys taken in the first round that we don't even have until day three, and I haven't even looked at them yet, Dan. <laughs> so there's guys that are going to come <laughs> out of nowhere that I'm just going to go look at the linebacker taken <laughs> by the Raiders. You know,
5: no, but that's where you go to the analyst. That's where you go. Wow, that's uh, what did you think of that pick by Carolina? Let them pronounce the name.
3: It's a beautiful thing when you realize the limitations of your own job and that in the end, all I have to do is ask a question.
5: Well, when I covered the NBA draft, I kept thinking, Nicholas Skittishvili is going to be coming up. And I'm thinking... And I think he went five overall. So I, I, I'm thinking already, you know, the commissioner comes to the podium and, you know, with the uh, fourth pick, the Portland Trailblazers take Brandon Roy. And I'm thinking, all right, Brandon Roy, blah, blah, blah. I right, talk about it, uh, Billis and everybody else. And I'm going, when is Nicholas Skittishvili going to be taken? And the Denver Nuggets select Nicholas Skittishvili. And then I, I thought, I don't even have to say his name. So I went to Billis. I go, "What do you think? What do you think of the pick?" And then he go, "Skidishvieli is a really talented. Uh, you know, he's a seven footer. Run the floor." So you don't have to say the names. Exactly. The commissioner does, and then your analysts do.
3: Man, like I come on here and I get these just beautiful <laughs> pieces of sage advice every single time. But like,
5: just remember, you're, right, man. you're John Stockton. I know. You're John Stockton. That's your role. You don't have to be Carl Malone. You're John Stockton.
3: You'll like this story. So one time uh, when it gets late at night for for TNT Tuesdays, uh, sometimes we'll record like the last segment of the show. If it's like everything's done, the games are done and all that stuff. And I have notes that I'll work on all week of like little gems and stuff that I want to work in there. And one time I forgot my sheet and they were like, hey, we're going to do the 50s. And I was like, oh, let me run back and get it really quick. Uh, and Shaq looks at me and I get up and he puts his hand on my hand, his bear claw, and I'm stuck to the desk. And he goes, you don't need it. And I was like, no, I need it because I know he just wants to shoot it and get done with it. And he, put, and he goes, no, you don't need it. And I was like, no, man, like I got like I wrote down like a lot of stuff I want to say. And he goes, you're Adam freaking go. <laughs> you don't need it. And the thing is, is I know that he was just trying to convince me so that we could just get it done, but it hit so hard that I was like, I'm Adam freaking Lefko. <laughs> And, and He's mind control worked, and I just made stuff up.
5: All here. right, well, don't screw it up tonight, okay?
3: You know what? That's the that's the advice I need. Yeah. Defensive lineman, dunk contest of the year. Okay, I learned a lot today. This is good.
5: You're a play-in game in regards to your wife. That didn't need to be repeated. She's right in the other room. That could have gone bad.
3: We're keeping it a secret, Dan.
5: Keep your head up. You're the guy in Wide World of Sports who goes tumbling down the, uh, you know, over his skis. 100%. The Wide World of Sports. Thrill of victory and yeah, the I'm agony a- of defeat. And that guy is like tumbling down the mountain. That's you. I'm
3: a human blooper. Yes, I'm you. a blooper. Keep your head Whoa. up. I'll try.
5: All right. Thank Love you. you guys. Thank you, Adam. That's Adam Lefko, TNT inside the NBA. And uh, he'll be working for Bleacher Report tonight. Hosting the draft. Take a break. Our play of the day is up next here. Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
3: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker
1: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura podcast network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
0: Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa, for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars.
10: Anyone can win. Relationships matter, and only one all star will
0: claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God!
5: The play, the play's play. of the day.
3: Put it left side got it!
6: of the day. Check this out. They shadow a double team. Draymond gets it from Clay. Up top to Payton. Right corner to Wiggins. Puts it on the deck. Payton with a catch of a low pass with three. With two. Takes a three and hit it! Gary Payton the second! The young glove with a big time bucket there. That play was going absolutely nowhere. And he nailed it!
5: Ninety-five point seven. The game, the Warriors Radio Network. Payton six for eight from behind the arc this postseason. The best three-point shooting percentage by any player attempting at least three three-pointers. That's your play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by M Drive. You can try it. M Drive Lean Protein Powder, and it uh, comes with ingredients backed by science to help you lose weight. Go to mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Daniel Jeremiah. Great analyst for the NFL Network, former NFL scout, will join us next hour. And Allen Iverson, final hour of the program. Been a while, might be 10 years since we've had AI on. All of the younger guys in the back, the backroom guys, they were all geeked out yesterday. They're like, man, we can't wait for Iverson. Dude, are you kidding? He's the best, man. I know. It's just a whole different generation that AI looked up to Michael Jordan and... You know, all these younger players, a lot of them looked up to Allen Iverson. And he was so far ahead of his time. When you think about it, how he played, the style, uh, the tattoos, cornrows, you know, what he was wearing to a press conference. Like, he was the one that was getting criticized for all of this before anybody else. But AI did not change. AI came in, went out, same way. Although I hated that he had to go to Turkey to play some basketball for like 10 games to end his career. But Allen Iverson will join us coming up in the final hour of the program. We see this every year where somebody reached in the draft. The draft is littered with teams that reach. They go up. New York Times had an article, and it was uh, really well thought out of looking at what these teams do, where ESPN has rankings of all of the players. and, And it's not a mock draft. This is just talent and, and, and they, uh, where they rank these players. And they're pretty true to where they should be ranked. You can go back in time where I, I've got uh, Chris Lidstrom, guard with the Falcons. He was ranked 41st by ESPN. He went 14th. It didn't work out. Cleland Farrell was ranked 21st. He went 4th to the Raiders. Wasn't worth worth the reach there. John Ross was ranked 20th wide receiver out of uh, Washington. He went ninth to the Bengals. Wasn't worth it. Eli Apple ranked 25th. Giants went up to 10 to take him. That didn't work out. There's so many of these players here. Justin Gilbert. He was uh, ranked 20th by ESPN. He went eighth defensive back. I think he was Oklahoma State. Um Let's see. Darius Hayward Bay, ranked 25th by ESPN back in 2009. He went 7th to the Raiders. That didn't work out. Uh, Daniel Jones. Where was Daniel Jones ranked, Paulie? They had him, the quarterback from Duke,
8: uh, ESPN had him 40th on their talent rankings. They had him as a high second-round draft
5: pick. I think he was taken 6th. Actually, they had him 59th. 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 And he was selected 6th overall. That hasn't worked out. But you're going to have teams who are going to reach. There's always, this is where you should use caution. If, if ESPN says, hey, we don't have any, you know, we're not biased towards anybody. These are the rankings. And this is where we see these players and where they should be sort of in that area of where they should be drafted. What happens is teams fall in love. Teams think they're smarter than everybody else. And, hey, we're going to go up and get this guy. And that's when you'll get the analyst who will say, oh, boy, this is a reach. Because they know what the rankings are. Paulie, does ESPN have the rankings this year so the audience could then follow along? Like, tomorrow we could talk, talk about what happens tonight.
8: Yeah, based off this New York Times article, if you go to ESPN.com slash draft, best available. Yeah. It's basically, And they put the, the grade next to the person. Like, Aiden Hutchinson is rank, is a 94 as his grade. And it goes down Trayvon Walker, Evan Neal, et cetera, et cetera. So you could see if... Um, but they have him number one, though, Aiden Hutchinson. Right. But like if if uh, Kenny Pickett somehow went 10th, he's a 22-ranked, twenty-second ranked player in the draft.
5: And then Malik Willis, if he goes 20 to Pittsburgh, he's the 21st-ranked player. So those aren't reaches. And I'm trying to think, is somebody going to reach on a wide receiver? Or like... Kyle Hamilton, the defensive back for Notre Dame. Uh, Drake London, the wide receiver at USC. Does somebody, Jordan Davis, does somebody reach? But that, that is something that we're going to be using to follow along with, oh, wow, they took him 15 picks higher than he should have been where he was ranked. Teams are going to do this and try to outsmart You know what this list is, the rankings are. You know History shows us it's littered with these picks. But that's why everybody reacted the way they did when Daniel Jones was selected. He's a second-round pick. I look at all of these quarterbacks. I think they're second-round picks at best. But you're going to have a couple of them taken in the first round. Will any be taken in the top 13 picks? We'll ask Daniel Jeremiah about that coming up. And in an hour from now, Alan Iverson. One more item. We close out hour one. Tunnel to Towers Foundation broke ground on its do-good village. It's located in Land Lakes, Florida, and it's the first of its kind. It's a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, these families can heal. It's a special place. The families know their neighbors. They know those neighbors that they understand and they care. A community where the children of our nation's fallen or catastrophically injured heroes can grow and experience life together. The Foundation's Do Good Village is going to help those families beyond measure. And it's all thanks to an extraordinary donation of many acres of land and your generosity. I'll tell you how you can get involved in a moment. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the do-good village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's the letter T, number two, letter T.org. Thank you.
9: Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 7 Questions. Limitless Answers.